Hi, this is Rob Beardsley with Lone Star Capital and I wanted to talk about value-add business plans. All value-adds are not all created equal. So, for example, you can have a value-add business plan where you take a, a C-minus property and take it to a C-plus, or you could take a B-minus and you could take it to a B-plus. You could also take a C-plus all the way to a B-plus. Harder to do, but those types of things can happen. So when you're evaluating a deal, you always have to look at what is the value-add opportunity? Am I simply maintaining the status quo but just slightly turning things up a notch and commanding maybe slightly like a hundred dollar rent premium or am I looking to completely transform the asset and reposition it from a C to a B which is often where the bigger profits are but it's also a bigger risk for example if you're taking a 70s or 80s vintage property that has eight foot ceilings and you're gonna reposition it to a B plus and your rents are gonna be competing with 90s vintage and 2000s vintage properties that have nine foot ceilings that's always going to be a losing proposition and you're putting yourself in a very difficult position there. You have to be conscious of that and you have to be aware of that and you want to look at your post-renovated rents and if there's headroom there between your product and the competition or the slightly higher quality finishes in the market. So if you're repositioning to a, a B, you want to make sure that you know the B plus A minus rents are, are above you by a hundred or two hundred dollars or whatever is appropriate in your particular submarket. And so when I said at the beginning that all value adds aren't created equally, I want to highlight the fact that there's more inherent risk in today's market in trying to take let's say 80s or 90s property and value add it to a B plus A minus. That is a very competitive space and it's starting to compete with newer supply. And all around the country Everywhere you look where there's quality demographics and growth, there's a lot of new supply occurring. And that new supply, as it's coming online, is offering concessions. All that new supply is competing amongst themselves, but then it's also competing against the existing and older product, and that's kind of pushing things down. So the, the older you are in vintage and the lower your rents are further removed from the new supply, the less that supply shock and competition affects your property down there at the, the sea level, for example. But the closer and closer that you get to the new supply, the more and more it becomes relevant to you and the more and more the negatives associated with supply, such as softening of rents, concessions, hurts you more. So if you're going to take a perfectly good B asset that's just sitting right in the middle and it's got less competition and then you value add it and you're gonna try to have pro forma rents that are on par with A minus property, that's very difficult because now again, you're competing with the new supply, which like I said, there's so much of it in these certain submarkets where there is that strong growth, you really are putting yourself at a disadvantage. Conversely, if you are taking a C minus asset and you're just bringing it up to a C plus, that's a much more compelling business plan and in my opinion, less risky than trying to push something into that, that A space. And the reason for that is workforce housing and C-class property is supply constrained. You know, they're not making any, any more of it and you're not trying to drastically reposition the asset. It's already a C-class asset and it always will likely be a C-class asset. So the change you're making is, is not so dramatic. And it may only be a $100 rent bump and be perfectly appropriate and demographic and the tenants in that area are perfectly capable of paying those rents. This topic is similar to our general thesis of we don't really like taking properties that are 
performing at the market and then pushing higher and pushing what the market is for that property. What we prefer to do is we like to find properties that are performing below the market and we're simply closing that gap. So if the market is $1,000 rents for 80s vintage properties and 95% occupancy, you know, we wanna buy something that's 85% occupied and has $900 rents and then we just bring those things up to market and now we've got a property that's performing right at market. We're not asking the property to do anything abnormal for the market or be particularly special. Yes, we, we want to in our performance actually to be the, the best property of its type and we want to push and squeeze our operations as much as possible. But for the purposes of underwriting, we in a way almost have to underwrite to us being average managers and that all we can do is just bring the property up to average and so what we're looking for is deficiencies and trying to find properties that are underperforming and that is actually pretty tough in today's market just because there has been such a long and strong bull run and there's a lot of liquidity out there and a lot of investors chasing deals so where there is a capex need where there is a need for better management there's usually capital and managers for that already so it is really hard to find those true value add opportunities that have been untouched and that present a real opportunity. There's so many Frankenstein value adds out there that have changed hands one, two, three, four times in the last cycle and each time they were value added in some way and so they've got all these different renovation finishes that's why they call them a Frankenstein value add and so it's, um, it's always a a riskier thing to take on a value add from a seller who's only had the property for a few years just because that's st that story doesn't stand up as well so that's just a whole nother topic which we're very conscious of which is the seller story I made a video in Miami about that talking about the importance of the sellers basis in the deal their business plan why they're selling what was their business plan what did they do to the property and, and factoring that all in just to kind of sanity test the deal and see does this just thematically make sense. So hopefully you enjoyed this discussion about value adds and how they're not all created equal. And in summary, we prefer the value adds that are more so keeping them in the class. So going from C minus to C plus or maybe C plus to, to B, but we try to stay away from value adding something into that A minus or A space because it's very competitive there. And we want to always make sure that we're leaving headroom between our post-renovated rents and the top of the market for that property type. Thanks for watching.